Hello, and welcome to Drunk Bitches and Politics, where bitches get drunk and talk politics. Tonight we have... Ray! Mishy! And I'm your host, Michelle. So, welcome drunk delegates. I hope everybody had a great week. It was a fucking crazy week. Yes, lots, it was. Lots to get to, lots to talk about, but as always, what's everybody drinking tonight? Oh, okay. So yeah. we have this. Oh, we can start with that one. Yeah, well, this one we pre-gamed with this nasty bottle of vinegar um, from Mother's Choice. Looks like a goddamn pilgrim on the front of the it bottle. Really does. I know that's a famous painting. I don't know what it is. A famous I, we'll post painting. a picture. I feel like it was the, the picture of the houses that I went to when we went to Johnson City on a field trip, and it shows you the cabins. And how they made churned <laughs> butter and stuff like that back in the day. I feel like that it was God. a picture is, of that woman. First of all, Ray walked up to me at the Total Wine and was like, I've got an organic wine. I was like, okay, we were in a hurry. Um, and then we cracked this thing and... It is a cracker. It tastes like Not fucking cooking vinegar is what it tastes like. It's disgusting. Doesn't taste I'm not like going to say it's disgusting. It's, it's just not great. You, you know what we're going to do, Missy? Don't drink the rest of that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to cook chicken in it tomorrow night. Because that actually usually makes a really good cooking wine. It's it, it, it's <laughs> probably a cooking wine. I, I don't know. It doesn't say. But it tastes like cooking wine. And um, it's supposed right, to be worse. organic. Well, it's, it says it's USDA organic. Okay. Um, like USDA beef or something. Give me the non-organic shit. Like if this what organic tastes like. Um, and it says on the bottle, it contains no detectable sulfates. Okay. That's definitely like, that's like a, what that's notes like a do we have in there? Do they even tell us our notes? <laughs> oh, all for it tastes like shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's not detectable. So technically. Neither um, is the good taste. <laughs> um, it has notes of nasty, um, notes of vinegar, <laughs> notes of wine aged in tinfoil. Um, <laughs> Oh my god, this side's hurting. Hold on. It tastes like hooch. It was probably mother's choice, so mother probably made it in her toilet. Um, so hashtag mother's choice will not be a sponsor. sponsor. Mother's choice, I'm really sorry, but this one nasty bottle of wine, y'all. Like, um, it's got 12.5% of alcohol, so I guess it's one of those bottles that you drink when you don't care anymore. Um, I just... <laughs> It, oh I don't, God! I, don't, I just snorted. I don't. I don't really know what else to say. But uh, yeah, just, you drink it. I don't. Are you gonna drink the rest of your glass? Are you gonna fight through it? I don't. I don't know. I don't, Ray. I feel like I feel, I feel like, like Ray shouldn't pick any more wine. I'm just like Ray. I'm done. I, I think we should make Ray drink the rest of your glass and mine. Been, yeah. Or we should use it. Use and then or just use it as a spit glass. Organic wine, like I don't. Does organic mean that it has to be nasty and like? Right. No, I think organic means the grapes were organic and yeah, that's and all. all that. And I think that it's probably there's just no pesticides, or at least there's no whatever. Right. Organic I don't think any of that has are. anything to do with whether the wine mm. would be good or bad. I Look, think I think they just didn't make a good wine. And there very, are hippy dippy people that organic means the world to them because they're like my little Noah. He only eats organic. Grapefruit. And I get it. Fries. But like, <laughs> and I get it. This wine doesn't even taste like it was aged at all. Like, it, on the I bottom, can still taste the water I in it. it. It's 
98 in the back. Turned it flipping. 98 what? 98 seconds ago? No, sorry, 18. So I think it says March 29th. Well, it says 27. Why is that down there say March 29th, 19th? That's not it. That's not it? That's when the bottle. That's the bottle. That's not the wine. This is the bottle manufacturer. Don't get me into packaging talk. Oh, I'll, God. Y'all, go. she will bore you with that shit. <laughs> hey, it's not boring. It's not boring at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. So when, not at all. If you told me it was made in March 2019, I'd believe you. No. This <laughs> bottle, this the glass was March 29th, 2018. And then the 1423, that's like, I mean, that's how they would find... Like what machine it's on and all that. Oh, stop it. Well, anyway, <laughs> whatever machine it was on or whatever bottle manufacturer, the whole product. Yeah. Throw the whole bottle of trash. <laughs> Next. Next. Thank you. Next. So, so do you want to go ahead and talk about uh, the, the wine that's probably going to be really yummy? Yes. God, we need a spit bucket. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to go get something for this wine. Yes. Talk um, about talk about our lovely guys. Today, I chose another Texas variety. You guys know I'm obsessed with my Texas wines. Um, I got another McPherson. Um, and this one is uh, La Herencia. know how to pronounce that one. No uh, Google pronouns or Google Translate for that one. Good job. Um, we know Spanish. We know Spanish. And this one is a 2016. And... You know how McPherson does this thing where they tell you how many cases of the wine that they made? Mm-hmm. Um, this one is, there's only 1,821 cases produced of this particular wine. And um, La Herencia is a table wine that is kind of a proprietary blend that is comprised of Tempranillo, Syrah, Mervedeh, and Carignan. This is a really delicious wine. This is a really good food wine. So like those tacos we had last week, the chicken we had tonight. This is a really good food wine. And it pairs well with a lot of fruits. McPherson Cellars used, apparently used to be a Coca-Cola bottling plant. I didn't really? know that. And something new every day. It's on the back of their bottle. They say McPherson Cellars draws inspiration from the Spanish European explorers that first surveyed the South Plains all the way to the man who first envisioned a West Texas wine industry. And it says, we may look to the past at McPherson Cellars, but we are progressively moving into the future. The La Herencia is an old world blend of red varieties that give a tip of the hat to those who have come before us. It is soft, rich, and smooth. Um, its flavors exemplify this stunning red wine. And again, this is a blend that is comprised of Tempranillo, Marvadia, Syrah, and Carignan. So. Well, hopefully it washes vinegar out of the taste of your mouth. Hopefully. And this is not... <laughs> it's a cracker. It's, oh. It's a crack. It's a crack that shit. So let's see. Oh, my God. Oh! <laughs> ah! So hard. Mishy, let me see. Oh, my God. She's so determined. There oh, we go. There we go. That was a good crack. Oh, I can't wait to taste it. Glug. Yes. And glug glug me, sis. Glug glug. This is a dry. Um, just, just like that much. Coming in at 13.9%, which is good. This bottle was nine bucks, which falls right in our range. Um, mm, so, in our budget. In, in our budget. So, yeah, guys, I'm really oh, excited for you so to try good. 
That's what wine should smell like. You smell that? Yeah. It does. I can't tell you what notes I'm smelling, but I can tell you that it smells good. Oh, it's so good. And that stuff smelled like toilet water. Sadness. (laughs) Like disappointment in socks. (laughs) No, this is a wine. (laughs) This is what it was. Tasted like disappointment in socks. But here we go. We're going to talk about the good shit. Um, This is very delicious. I'm just... I've never heard you say that before, Mitchie. Oh, You're on tonight, no. girlfriend. I'm loving it. Very, very delicious. I may not be able to talk very well, but you're making me laugh. <laughs> Dry but smooth. Was done very well. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so much better. It was delicious. Yeah, delicious. That's delicious. Awesome. much better. You can definitely taste the influences of the Sarai in there. I'm going to tell you, after 10 hours of driving today, yeah. this hits the spot. Yeah, this is really good. I really like this. And the Tempranillo is probably the majority of the taste in here. Mm. It's really good. Well, let's pop, ladies. Yeah. All right. All right. So, um, <laughs> first up, <laughs> we have the Candidate Colossal Blenders of... Week 4,001 of the 2020 campaign of 40,000 candidates and the three or four idiots that stick out every fucking week. The white males were on fire this week. (laughs) And not in a good way. No, they were literally aflame. They were just trying to crash and burn. On the week of Juneteenth, everybody was just showing their fucking ass. Instead of just shutting the fuck up. Right. It, right? Just, it was crazy. And I, I don't, sheesh, where should we start with Joe Biden? We got to start with Uncle Let's Joe. Let's start with Uncle Joe, because oh, he so, just fell off the turnip tree. Jesus fucking Christ. Again. Joe is going to talk his ass out of this nomination. Like, all you have to do is shut the fuck up. Sit down. And be humble. And be like, <laughs> Have several seats, like you can have a stadium of seats, sit in every last one of those motherfuckers, and just don't say anything at all. Why keep saying shit? I know. Well, see, here's the thing. He actually had two big gaffes that... Do you have his quotes? Well, yes, I I kind of do. So, the problem is, is that the first one got overshadowed by the second one, because... (laughs) The other one's just so much crappier. Right, because no matter what you do... Saying something that alienates black people is definitely going to be received much worse. During Juneteenth. During the week of week, Juneteenth. Michigan's giving me the biggest eyes. Like, like, how stupid. But you have, you have got you, 364 days to present fuck shit. Like, right. this week, just sit this one out. Show your ass any other day of the week. Do it in March. <laughs> Or some when it's March Madness. I don't know. Or, or, that would have been a good time. March Madness. Yeah. Too, yeah. And if you're gonna say something, say this. You know what? I'm not the best person to talk to about that. Let's find somebody who can. Oh no, he's the expert. Okay, so, give us a quote, right? Now. Okay, so he's an expert about have, what black people should want. So he was campaigning, and he was talking about how he is able to reach across the aisle to work with Republicans and whatnot, and work with people that don't agree with you. So he starts talking about his relationship. With Senators James Eastland and Herman Talmadge. Uh, both of all, they were Democrats, by the way. So the idea about working across the aisle. They were on your same fucking side of the aisle. <laughs> they were also segregationists. Right, but they were still on the same side of your aisle. Right. So it's not like they were across fucking the aisle, old, bro. right? That he was <laughs> talking to segregationists. <laughs> I know. He's so fucking old. And so he was talking about Eastland, who Eastland... For those of us that are younger and not 150 years old, we don't know all the crimes of this horrible yeah. segregationist. 
So Eastland says during a rally that the best way to eliminate the black race is going to be with guns and knives and I can't remember what else, but the gist of it was two is talking about eliminating a race of people. It was like a Not whole even thing in our lifetime. Yeah. 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 And so, okay, so we've got that dude and Herman Talmadge. And so Biden was saying that Eastland never called me boy, but he always called me son and called Talmadge one of the meanest guys I ever knew. But at least there was some civility. We got things done. And then, so for... It's just, look, come on. Is this... Uh, carry on. Just okay. Go. So for... <laughs> I know. Now, I would like to think that there are younger people that don't really understand the... How... How demeaning and dehumanizing it is to reference a black man as boy. Mm-hmm. And so, by him saying that he never called me boy, he always Why called would me he? son. He wouldn't. You're a fucking white dude. He was never going to call you that. You want to impress me that he never called somebody boy? Tell me he never called MLK boy. No. Tell me he never called... Any black person. Any black man any black boy. Man. Yeah. You know? So, the idea that he didn't call you that is just crazy. This goes back to this low-key delusions that Uncle Joe has... Where he thinks that he was like the first African American, whatever. Because you remember he called himself the token black person back in like whatever age he was running in. Oh, or he well, said I'm he was he was the new fresh blood coming in and he was young, got elected. He was basically the token black person at that time. He said this out of his own mouth. Oh, when he was running for senator? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and I don't talk about First of all, nobody asked you for that shit. Nobody needs <laughs> no. that commentary. Um, and it's just like... Come on, Joe. You know at this point that the people that you need to elect you to get this nomination are black people. Who do you think wants to hear you talk about how there are fine people on both sides? Like, we're literally trying to get rid of that fucking shit right now. Exactly. And if you want to give me an example of how you've worked across the aisle, tell me a fucking Republican that you worked with on something. Don't go back to fucking people that were still segregationists because that was too fucking long ago. Because also, I don't care that you worked with somebody in 1963 or whenever the fuck it was you were working with this dude. You know what I mean? I don't even really fault him for that. And I appreciate that commentary about like how fucking old as dirt he is. A great. I get it. And even if he had talked about this particular situation, because that was a really tough time where people did have to work across the aisle to get things done. It was the same aisle! Well, people with different beliefs or whatever. You had to work with people who you totally didn't agree with to get something done. Like, it needed to happen. But don't go out of your way to try to humanize, like, people who do the most deplorable shit. Like, you didn't need to season that. Like, you could have just said it was really difficult to do it, but we came together and we worked together. Or don't even talk about it at all. Was somebody asking him? Yes. Did you work with segregationists? No, he was trying to just... His ability to reach consensus with Republicans. So pick somebody else. Right. You've got 50 years of right. political experience but to talk se- about. To be, to, to be fair to him, the whole segregation thing is not lost on me how important the work was and how talking to people who you don't necessarily disagree with is important to try and get whatever you're trying to get done, done. I appreciate that. What was not needed was the commentary to try to humanize someone who was clearly... Unhuman. Right. Well, to try to give them good points. It's basically the the good people on both sides argument. And we're not here for that. It's like, well, he's a murderer, but he has such a pretty smile. Right. Right. Like just you know what I'm saying like you're he's trying to he's trying to shed a good light on a bad person. And you know what? It's history. Just leave it at that. 
we know that he was. Those were bad men. They're yeah. bad people. But know your base, Joe. Thing. Know your base. But here's the other thing. Okay, so if you had all of this, then why didn't you use any of that goodwill you had with fucktards like this during Obama's term when you were vice president? Why weren't you reaching across the aisle to get the Mitch McConnell and those? fucking idiots and all of them to do some fucking work. So, I have a comment against that. Um, I think he was. Nothing was going to change that. They had, you know as well as I do, they had a fucking meeting the minute Obama was elected. And they were like, we are not going to let this black American president get anything through. We're going to do whatever we can to make him look as bad as possible. There's nothing Joe could have Maybe done. He so. could have given them all blowjobs and they'd Maybe be like, so. oh, well, thanks, but we'll think about it next it's, week. But this isn't just like the first or second thing. Like he, Joe has gone out of his way to say some super problematic yeah. shit. Like the thing about, the thing that he said about Barack Obama was that he was electable because he was actually intelligent and he was like the first time he'd ever met a black man who was eloquent. And I was like, Joe, is, is he the only black man you've ever met then? Because they're very... <laughs> Many a Chris Rock. He speaks so well. Right. And he yeah. looks like he was so well. Yeah. He says he was clean cut. He was actually eloquent. He was well spoken. Actually eloquent. Right. Like that, those like exact that. Words like he was like, actually, oh, so surprising. Just cut it out. Cut the fucking yeah. shit. Stop. And at this point, go ahead and talk yourself out of the nomination if that's what you right. want to do. Simone. Get your boy. <laughs> exactly. Right. Where, where the fuck are y'all yeah. at? Like exactly. what is it? Well, okay, and so then to add on to this, so we've got that issue, and Cory Booker came out and said, Biden's wrong. He should not have used his relationship with segregationist examples of how he could bring this country together, and that he should issue an immediate apology. So what does Biden do? Uh-huh. He doubles down. down on the racist. <laughs> God. He says, apologize for what? For what? Cory should apologize. Oh. He knows better. Oh. He knows uh, better. That sounds a little bit like know your place, boy. Yeah. But yet also, <laughs> Uncle Joe says, I don't have a racist bone in my body. Oh, then okay. you usually do. You know what? It's true because if you have to fight white people, we all have a little racist bone in our body. If, if you happens. if you have to preface a statement with "I'm not racist, but" and that's or "I don't have a racist bone in my body," there it goes. Then you are about to say something extremely racist. It is. It's like no offense, but, but he is I proceed to offend you. There's the there's the the use of the word "but" mm-hmm. is a that it's a conjunction. Racism, everything you, you said. Prior. It's not and. It's no. but. So no. it's not connecting two things. It's the opposite. <laughs> Exactly. Now, the house- however, <laughs> I go alternatively. Yeah, I, I, right. I like your shirt. However, I wouldn't buy it. Uh, right, which means I don't really. Well, with that nice being shirt, said, it looks like shit on you. Yeah. With that being said, <laughs> yeah, you're not fat, but <laughs> however, however, have you have you thought about your calorie intake? <laughs> How much wine do you drink? <laughs> all right. So is that all abiding? Because I want to get. Well, okay. Uh, so I'm no, itching. You know, I'm itching to get itching. to the next one. But okay. So that was Biden's racist <laughs> section. Now oh, we have to more? go. Now we have to go to his classist section. Jesus. Because Christ. here's the thing: is that you didn't really hear about this other one because it happened, and then like the next morning he, he had just, like 
I'm gonna be racist. Oh my god. So he had a like a fundraiser or something or a meeting with donors, and these were like Wall Street peeps, right? Mm-hmm. And he told them that they won't assume much financial risk by supporting him because, quote, no one's standard of living will change. Nothing will fundamentally change. And when we have income inequality as large as we have in the United States today, it brews and ferments political discord and basic revolution. (laughs) So what What the the fuck fuck? are you trying to say, Joe? You're telling these Wall Street people who benefited from those fucking tax cuts that are not helping America... Oh, and they also and benefited from the 2008 bailout. Yeah. And, and the bailout. Mm-hmm. All of that and shit. And none of them had to give up their bonuses. They no. still got all their fucking no. bonuses while the fucking mm-hmm. car plants were closing Your and shit. Your standard of living won't change. Oh, you have nothing to worry about. But here's the thing. At least when, like, other people make fuck-ups like this, they do it, like, in closed doors with donors and shit. Like... Hillary's 1%, or not 1%, Mitt thing. Hil- no, um, he was the 47%. Oh, 47%. Oh, but it was Hillary's deplorables, right? At I mean, least when they did that, they were doing it like in closed doors, and they no, were like, not Uncle Joe, not Uncle Joe. I thought I had his... No, he's doing it in a room full of reporters with their pen and pads going, Okay, sir, what can I write down? What did you say? What did you say? Feed my, me, Seymour. Can you repeat that, Uncle Joe? Sure. <laughs> What I said was, I said what I said. <laughs> it's it's so out of touch. And this is what happens when you have absorbed this thing where people are telling you that you're the front runner. So I think that's the last of the shit that Biden's done. But it's Friday and it's, you know, almost 11 o'clock at night. He might have done some fuck shit since we left the I, house. I just saw and him on possible. the TV. So oh, Jesus no Christ. What I it don't is. know. Damn it, Joe! Like, did it, did it, did it? Get with the news. program. It's this is exactly what happens. He's figured out that he's the front runner, so he's in danger of Hillarying himself to the point where you figured out that you're the front runner, and you just kind of think that you're not accountable to anything. And Joe, you can say anything. You in danger, Joe? If you don't shut the hell up, because all these people want to knock him down. He needs to be and he's giving them every he opportunity. Is. Yes, and he the, is. at he's the like, debates, the, he's uh, gonna be. They're Jesus. all gonna come after him at the debates. Because his one job was to just meet with people, stay out of the way, don't talk. Like the nomination, pretty much, is yours to lose. Right, and he's so going out of his way to lose it. Right. Look, and and let's preface this: is that the three of us are staying very objective with all of the candidates. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We're going to talk shit about all of the them if they fuck ma- up. Exactly. The vast majority of them have pros and cons on them. Some of them, we don't even know why you're here. Like, you need to be going selling Avon or Amway or something. Like, I don't even what, know. You don't even go here. Right? Like, oh, my God. So stressful. Like, you're on an Oprah show. Like, who are you? So, one of them that most people thought shouldn't be in, I think should be in, but apparently he did some real fucked up shit. Today? Was it today? Yes. So, apparently, Mayor Pete... For Pete's sake! For Pete's sake! (laughs) Yeah, he apparently did some fucked up shit today, right, Machine? Yeah, so Mayor Pete um, skipped out on the fish fry that everybody and their mama went to um, that was going on 
and instead went back to South Bend to go to the um, South Bend Police Department where there was some protesters outside regarding the white officer who shot and killed a black man. An unarmed black man. An unarmed man. black man. Even so, though he came out and said, oh, he had a knife, but then the his body cam just so happened to be conveniently turned off, so no one really knows. Yeah. But that he met, he matched a description. They always match his description, don't right. they? Right. Um, matched a description of a guy who was going around and breaking into cars. And th- these are the things that baffle me. Even if he was the person who was breaking into cars... Getting shot and killed is not the penalty for no. breaking into cars. And, and so, right. And so, like, Mayor Pete, good on you mm-hmm. for missing the fish fry. To go to And the, go to, going to, to in, oh, South Bend, Indiana. His intentions right? were good. And, and but then, then it took a turn. And then it went to shit. So, <laughs> his intentions were good. He missed out. He realized he had some stuff he needed to go attend to. And naturally, this is going to be a place where people, the tempers are flaring, emotions are high. You know, another person, unarmed black man, has been shot. There are not really any answers. It seems like people are trying to hide the details of the situation. So then, you know, in the midst of this protest, um, he he gets asked, you know, because he he goes out to answer questions, to answer questions directly from the protesters. Right. Again, good on you, Mayor good. Pete. Like you're doing so good he, up to this he, point. He was on the cusp, like he was. <gasps> oh yeah. yeah. But then he drops the whole ball and it shatters into a thousand pieces. <laughs> Um, and if you haven't seen it, guys, I mean, I think you can just probably pull it on you can just YouTube. You can just literally Google Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete fucks videos. up. And it's going to so be the top thing you find. There's a woman who comes up to him and goes, do Black Lives Matter, Mayor Pete, here in front of all these cameras. I would like to hear you say, you know, if you think Black Lives Matter. And then so the first thing he does is, did you just ask me if Black Lives Matter? Which was like super condescending. Yeah, you heard what the fuck I said. I asked you what I said. And he goes, of course. I said like, what I said. Right. And then and clearly she didn't ask him, are you an alien? No. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did, did I hear you right? Did you ask me if did I'm an alien? Did you just ask me Black Lives Matter? And then she goes, yes, I did. And he goes, of course Black Lives Matter. And then so she responds and she says, what about Black Lives Matter to you? And then he did, really didn't seem like he had much of an answer. And there was a lot of interrupting going on. Again, emotions are, are high. Upset. People are upset. Someone has been shot, killed. They don't have any answers. Um, and then he just kind of like tries to kind of skate through it. And she goes, oh, you're running for president and you're here with that answer? And uh, <laughs> she was she, not having she it. She was not having it. She was like, oh, are you here because you really want to be here? Or are you here because you're running for president? And this is the like convenient thing for you to do. Um, and then, she, you know, they have a little back and forth. And then she goes, you you can't have my vote. And then he goes, I'm not asking for your vote. And then she goes, good, because you're not going to get it. And that's how it ends. Mayor Pete allowed himself to get frustrated. But he should have already been trained to go into this, knowing the tempers were flared and they were hot. You can't go into a community of people who are hurting and try to go tit for tat with them. Machine. About. He looked super nervous and he looked the very, minute that lady started saying did you just say did, right. did you just <laughs> of course and I, I said what I then, said then, I, I thought he was nervous until he hit her with the clap back cause he was like I'm not asking for your vote and she was like well good you ain't gonna get it and I was like shit it just happened like what the fuck it, everybody was popping off he was popping off she was popping off so at the end of the day I'm like why are you even here if you're not gonna do your best to just like it was really an easy moment like if people were interrupting you and they were gonna just sometimes shutting up is free you just let them go let them go let them that's, what he, should, that's what he should have done but the whole tit for tat thing 
it's not to say, well, I'm not asking for your vote. And to be caught on camera saying that's a nightmare. I don't know what y'all are doing at the Buttigieg headquarters, but this is some bullshit. And I know y'all are feeling this because this is the clip that's everywhere on the news today. And I'm sure that it's uncomfortable because I've, and this is nowhere near uh, All Black Matters and an unarmed black, black man. Black <laughs> what did I say? All Black Matters? Black Lives <laughs> Matter. Sorry. Hello, wine. In not a good way. Well, I apologize. All, all but, Black does matter. Yes. Um, but I mean, I've been yelled at by customers right? and, and it is uncomfortable, it's very uncomfortable, but here's the thing. If you're uncomfortable, Mary Pete, for just like a few minutes, that's okay. Guess who's really uncomfortable? That man's family right. who's just shot. And so take a, take, take a step back, take a deep breath and just let people get their grievances out. You're their fucking mayor. Aside running from president, you're the leader of their town. And you're supposed to be able to listen to all grievances, Absolutely. whether you agree with them or not. The, the tit for tat was totally uncalled for. And like I said, all he had to do was say, like a wise man once said nothing at all. Write that down. A wise man once said nothing at all, Mary. Okay? Because you know what? I'm just sick of it. If, if you're going to go out of your way to go meet with people who are, who are hurting... Don't go out there and go, well, I'm not asking for your vote. Well, guess what? You're here. <laughs> and here's Shit. the thing, too. If you're gonna if you're gonna talk the talk, walk the walk, Mayor Pete. So you've been out campaigning about, you know, bringing the country together and all the um, you know, uh, disen- disenfranchised people right. in our country and blah blah. And now you have he had a unfortunately the were good. I'm unfortunately, not taking that he away. had a moment of a tragic moment that he could have used to right? propel him ahead, ahead of the debates is where the debates are around the corner and to, to show that he cares to be you know, when I heard that he left the fish fry where everybody was to go home I was like what a right. sense of responsibility he must feel towards his community only to go up there and be like Y'all should be even glad I showed up to this shit. Like, come on, Mayor who is, Pete. Who is his campaign manager? Um, I'm we not sure. Know? I don't know. Chad. <laughs> Karen's Karen's cousin. <laughs> it's it's being co-written by Chad and Karen. It was so bad. And then the clip is playing everywhere, y'all. Yeah. That moment he goes, "I'm not asking for your vote, but you are though. That's why you're here. Are. Right? You, you are why are you not? And why are you not?" If you aren't asking for the vote, then what the fuck are you doing running? You should be asking for every American's vote. You know, if uh-huh. all of these people are just clearing the pathway for Elizabeth <sighs> Warren to come in for this deal. Because oh, she I, just... I'm, for, I'm all for she's, that. She's suddenly just like... I think she would have been able time, to handle that situation Every, every single well. time one of them fucks up, she does something good. And it's like, oh, but look at Elizabeth Warren. She's she's the underdog who's these coming for everybody. These fuckers are all riding down the banister. <laughs> she's and climbing she's slowly up. climbing up in some Reeboks. <laughs> She, this is the story. You know what she is? The, the train. The, the tortoise and the no, hare. the train. I think oh, I, I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. She would have been like, Mary Pete, Choo, guess choo. what? I'm all right then. She's just, <laughs> ah, we got our reference. We got our 80s oh song You know what Elizabeth would have said? Mary Pete, I have a solution for that. She, she's got a policy. <laughs> for her policy. Humble. Let me tell you about South Bend. <laughs> It's in my section, chapter eight. Flips over to South Bend. She goes. She goes to the the eyes, the eye binder for yeah. Indiana, where she, she has goes, all the counties. And, she goes, Puts on glass, and with she goes, each oh. county, she has all the cities. Uh, Let me see. I see in my notes. Oh, South Bend. Here we as go. She's, as she's licking her finger to turn the pages. Hold uh-huh. on. Hold on. Hold I on. got some for this. Hold on. I got. It. 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 I got it. South Bend. 
population. <laughs> she reads like all, you know, longitude, latitude, um, percentage of this for you know, men, women, children, all Hispanics, blacks, yeah, white, yeah, Tell yeah, you all, all of the it. stuff. Um, yeah. I see in my notes. <laughs> According to my calculations. <laughs> Income variation. Um, a number of people who own homes. Uh, actually, she probably wouldn't even have to fucking look it up. She probably would just like calculate in her head. Uh-huh. South Bend, Indiana. That is longitude, latitude. That, okay, now I, okay, now I know. <laughs> this is what you need to do to I solve South Bend. I wrote a on that one. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> really good. I wrote. I wrote an op-ed. <laughs> My dissertation, actually. My thesis. <laughs> My thesis. My thesis in Harvard. <laughs> One fucking smart ass bitch. I love her. I love her too. I do. I do. Well, you got Ray. So, well, can we well, talk about the rest of this strike? Yeah, I was just gonna say. So basically, the rest of the colossal blunders are just a group. The the group of white male. Straight white male. Straight. Okay, yeah. So Mayor Pete, thank God, Mayor is not in this. the gay white male section. <laughs> yes. He's got that on lock. So this is the um, rest of the white straight white male dim candidates. Colossal yes. fuck ups, whatever. And it's, and it's, I don't know that it's so much a colossal blunder as it's, it's just. It's the same old, same old it's shit. It's a fucking eye roll, is what it is. It is a giant eye it's roll. It's eye roll inducing. It is. And so what happened is someone has noticed that in recent interviews and whatnots, they've been, all been asked, who's your personal hero? Who's your political hero? And two guesses on who. Almost every white male says, or straight white male says, is his personal hero. Their wife. Exactly. Ding, mm. ding, ding. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. George Bush would have said his My mother. My wife. My but wife. that would have been just as bad. Yes. I mean, on one hand, you better fucking say your wife. What? Like, if she's, like, if yes I don't know, because it feels like just saying, like, who's your inspiration? God. Bitch, you ain't never been Ooh. to church. <laughs> You're so shady. Um, well, and do you have to say that? I wrote, wrote this. I wanted to me for a too, but I'm just like thinking, like, these are men who probably are like not fucking seeing their wives. They're on the trail. So it's probably been like a couple of weeks. And you just like. Well, yeah. So we've got. Best I don't know. Though. I think it's just cheesy. It is. It, it's the, it's the, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Bill and Hillary sitting on the couch trying to look so fucking like they're in love and we all know they weren't. Like, they're, they're in love in their own way. In their own way. They're best friends and all that stuff. But in, in interviewing them like they are the, uh, Jackie O and, and John F. Kennedy, mm-hmm. which we both know, we all know yeah. that JFK was still banging chicks all the time. Right? Happy all the chicks. Yeah. So, but they were trying to make him look so, uh, marital. Is that a word? Yeah. Marital, yes. right? Yes. And, you know, Hillary's sitting, like, with her legs perfectly crossed at the ankles and Bill, oh, and they're like, oh, my, oh my God, God, she's so smart. She's the most intelligent woman I've ever known. Like, it, it's the husband raising the wife up because nobody else will because she can't right. raise herself up. Right. That's I, what it reminds so, me of. I'm doesn't have to tell everybody you're his personal hero because you know what? Oh, you bitches know. Everybody knows. He doesn't have to say it. Because his actions because he, say it. his actions say it and his everyday life says right, it. Right. So he doesn't have to tell us that. So we got to name these dicks. Okay. By <laughs> give them proper credit. So, of course, Beto O'Rourke. Sorry, Beto. In general, we, we love you. We know you love Amy, but. but... We love you, know you love Amy, but come on here. I'd rather you say your parents. Yeah. She's um, her own person. She can do it. But we also have John Delaney, Jay Inslee, Seth Moulton, and Steve Bullock. So all of them 
that their their wives are their personal heroes. Although Jay Inslee, you get two points of fuck upness because your political hero was the American voter. What? <laughs> the American voter is your political hero. Oh my god, this shit's so fucking corny. <laughs> I mean, can't you just say next question? Please? The American voter? It's so cheap. Like the the American voter. The American voter. Can't, how about this too? Fuck reporters who ask these stupid fucking questions. Why don't you fucking you ask them what their economic policy is so that right. we can take oh, care yes. of Good the point. huge economic gap in this country. Right? Because I don't know if you ask me who's my personal hero. I don't fucking know. Why don't, we, why don't you, why don't any of these yeah, reporters, is a good why one. don't any of these reporters start asking candidates why all of a sudden I see excursions being driven down the highway, which means one thing to me, recession's about to happen. Because there's only one reason why people drive vehicles that get 10 miles to the gallon. Or why there's already um, subprime loans going on for homes. Are they really? Yes. Uh-huh. So why the fuck are anybody asking? How do I know that? I'm an average citizen. But they're asking candidates about And you this. can't even math. <laughs> no, I can't. But I know what the fuck subprime means. Mm-hmm. Not good. But it's also the <laughs> I know. I remember the first time I ever heard that, and I was just like, "Ooh, we get it below a prime rate." They're like, "No, bitch, you're subprime. <laughs> you are you credit no good and subpar, bitch. <laughs> right? Your credit's so bad. Guess what? We're gonna give you a home loan. We are. Just sign all of this paperwork, and you know what? This little line right here that says income, we'll fill that up for you. <laughs> and just give us a number for your boss, but no one we can connect him at. Contact him at, yeah. We'll we don't want to actually want to talk to we'll him. We'll sort all of this out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's a $600,000 loan. Right. But don't, don't sign it. Like, we'll make copies and stuff, and then we'll send you something to you sign. You mean your income is only $40,000? You can afford a nine-bedroom house. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> you want two? So you can rent one out and make more money? You'll you want to flip it? Money. You want to flip it? Yeah, okay, let's do that. So why are they fucking at... I, I, Elizabeth Warren a has a policy for that. She has a plan for oh, that. Oh, I bet she does on, on it, eight, eight, uh, what is it, um, volume 20, page 3, And you know, she, with, without her, the work that the <laughs> CFPB does with, with lenders would be non-existent. Right. Exactly. Right. She's one of the reasons why we have the CFPB. And if I was a candidate, I would say, why are you asking me these questions? These mean nothing to the American voter. But, Why don't you ask me what the economic yes. policy is? Why don't you ask me about immigration? Why don't you ask me about the fact that we fucking just bombed a country without congressional um, approval? Like, just like, just stop asking me stupid questions. I hear you. I hear you, and I agree. Until so somebody says that, I'm going to continue to the interviewers, or I shouldn't say credit. Um, Do we know who's asking this, or is it all different ones? Just some so reporters. Yeah. There is some onus. So, yes, onus is the word I was looking for. The onus says <laughs> And going English to is only my second language. I know. For <laughs> asking yeah, these kind reason. of basic ass questions, it's the same kind of thing I feel like when I watch sports interviews. It's just kind of like, so what do you think you happened? What happened? You know, it's like, well, I don't know. They fucking scored more than we did. And, I but, dropped the ball. How'd you lose? What, what do you, Stephen Curry, what do you think happened? Uh, we didn't make as many shots as they did. Right. Or it's like, how does like, it feel? How did you, well, I guess they just wanted it more. Nothing, nobody wanted, fucking just wanted it more. It's such a bullshit answer. How does but it feel to lose on your home turf? <laughs> it feels like shit. Feels like so shit. You can Todd. say whatever. It really feels like shit. Okay, so. A note to that. You can say anybody can talk shit about Belichick. I know people hate him, blah, blah, blah. But that's why he does that in interviews. He's forced to do it by his contract, by the NFL, right? 
the NFL as a whole forces all these coaches and stuff to answer questions. And that's why Belichick gets up there and he goes, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I guess it was okay. Yeah. No, it's all right. All right. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Um, yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's, and love it's, him. It is. It's, I, whenever I watch him, it's, it's pure happiness. So Shout out to my little he's, Africans. He's shady. He's shady as fuck when he gets up there. Marshawn like, mm. Lynch, love you. Mm. Okay, right, what else? Who else so, did you give them? That's yeah, all I got for the colossal blunder. Isn't that enough? I mean, shit. It's You're been surprised. a long week. There's guess and who, those are just the Democrats. Guess who wasn't in that? Who? Any women? Hmm. Mm, yeah, there's that. They're just uh, the, the, doing the work. The, the female front runners, There's right? The, I mean, well, Elizabeth Warren has some ground to make up with her Pocahontas bullshit, so she's just trying to stay out of any drama and just, she's she working also, her way up. She also knows how up. to come back and just say, you know, I was wrong about saying that, or I didn't, I, this is what I, this is, so this is what I want to do, blah, blah, blah. And they, all these fucking fucktards just double down on shit all the time. She's, she's using everyone else's like blunders to her favor in like building herself up. So yeah. you go she's ahead like, and <laughs> campaign the shit out of this campaign season. Exactly. So she's got a stack of their blunders and she's layering them with her stacks of policy. And that's how she's going to keep moving up. All right. right. And to, to your credit, yeah, not a lot of women are, I, I haven't heard anything. I haven't Usually. heard anything from Kamala. Um, nothing from Elizabeth that's problematic. Clover Shar. Yeah. Shit What's Tulsi doing these days? <laughs> what, 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 I don't know. Who is it? Who? What is that? Well, what's <laughs> I Tulsi? think that she's being funny. Like, who is that? Who that? Who is that? What's her name? All right, all right. So that's it with with dim fuck ups um, or colossal blunders. Blunders. So um, the wonder but, of the blunder. <laughs> I brought this up as one of the questions I think reporters should be asking presidential nominees or presidential candidates, mm-hmm. but um, the Iran situation. So okay. the the whole drone, blah, 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 being shot down, all that kind of stuff, but also just Trump's answers to reporters asking them questions about it. I don't know if, if y'all heard this. Uh, one of my friends was telling, we were talking about it today, that Trump literally said, well, you know, if there were pilots in that drone, so he's such an idiot that he doesn't even understand. It's a drone. It's a drone. It doesn't have humans inside of it. I saw that, and I thought that it was just, I'm in a lot of groups that talk shit about Trump, and so I thought, this is a meme or right. something. Someone right. is just saying some shitty thing that he said. Like, he's stupid, but he's not that stupid. Oh, um, yes, he is. Correction. He is that stupid. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Yeah. He's, he, yeah, you know. the orange man actually thinks there's... He thinks there's little tiny people. <laughs> it's <laughs> called a drone for a reason. It's a surveillance drone. Like, I just... So what happens is they go to Willy Wonka's factory and they get no. shrunk down. No. And then no, we no, put no, them no, in no. a drone. No. It's the little cowboy kid. It's not. It is from Zoolander. (laughs) Oh my god. You people are terrible. How can they get in the how can they fly the drone when they can't even get in the building? (laughs) But that's kind of like I feel like that's the orange man's mentality is the movies he's watched and so he thinks it's something like that. Like we zap somebody from the Willy Wonka factory. 
Sorry, Ray. I know you hate that reference. <sighs> the exact. Oh, no, 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 no. oh my god. Okay. I just gave Ray the Willis because she's she's terrified of that. The exact quote from the commander in chief says, "I thought about it for a second, and I said, you know what? They shot down an unmanned drone plane, whatever you want to call it, and here we are, sitting with 150 dead people." Within that would have taken place probably within half an hour after I said go ahead and I didn't like it. And that was a direct quote to him being asked why he went from being, and I quote, cocked and loaded <laughs> to just not cocking and loading and not shooting off. He decocked. Um, he decocked. Um, wow. And his whole thing was that 10 minutes before the strike was to happen in retaliation of the surveillance drone that was shot down that he asked, he goes, hmm, if we go through with this thing, how many people are going to die? <laughs> yeah, it's that question. And 10 minutes before the strike, of oh. course. Because apparently they don't, they don't make that part of the briefings anymore when they're in talks of when they're going to go and bomb a place. They don't include that part. They're waiting for the person to be like, wait, 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 before we do this thing. Right. How uh, many people are going to die? And are there going to be civilian casualties? And right? then so the commanders the were like, hold on. According <clears throat> to our calculations, um, 150 people will perish, sir. And he was like, oh, okay, well, no, that's Is that more than six? Yeah, it's not an equivalency, you know, because we didn't have a man on our drone. Yeah. So. so then he had finally realized that we didn't have a human inside the drone. But here's the thing. I don't... I, first of all, I refuse to believe that nobody told him that there were going to be casualties. Oh, they told Until him. he asked 10 minutes before the strike was to take place. Come on. Like, these are commanders. Right. He was on the Twitter. He wasn't paying attention. He was probably <laughs> eating his... What, what do you call them? McFish things? From McDonald's. He was, he was on his eighth McDonald's cheese. He was eating his filet of fish with extra mayonnaise. Porter and he had french fries, icy And whatever. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> this is an old people reference. You don't I was remember. about to start singing the song and I can't. Big McFillet fish, quarter pound of french fries. That's terrible. It's just terrible. Icy Coke, thick shake. Sunday, no apple pies. No oh more. my god, that's so good, Ray. <laughs> no more. No wow. more. Wow. And no one. No one. So I'm so impressed. But to then say that he wasn't briefed until he goes, oh, <laughs> hold on. If pardon, if I do this, hold on, wait a minute. If we do this thing, I'll huh? put a drone in it. <laughs> Before we drop a bomb in it, right? Drop the bomb on me. Are people gonna die? Are people gonna die? Oh, he wanted to make sure that it, that he knew people knew he asked that question because that's why he stopped it. And first of all, one, it makes the commanders look like complete fucking trash because if they're needing 45 to ask, oh shit, are people going to die if we drop bombs? Then uh, uh, fuck it. Throw the whole country in the trash. I don't feel secure anymore because if the commanders are having to be asked by Trump if people are going to die, right. if bombs drop, like, come on, who believes that? And then meanwhile, does. he's tweeting the whole fucking thing because, you know, we don't have a press secretary anymore. Uh-huh. So now everything we you get to watch it live happen right there on the Twitter. And he's carrying on. Yeah, I thought about it. I whipped it out. And then I was like, you know what? You're lucky. You're just lucky. 
And I decided not to do it because I was like, you know what? How many people are going to die? And 150? Okay, maybe it's not worth it. So I put it away. I put it back in my pants. And then that was that. And you should all be grateful. Right. I stopped people from dying. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's, it's like I'm God. It is, that is exactly what it is. That is I'm exactly that he just, like he's God, that he made the decision whether to spare or take lives. It's I very, it's Jong-un. very Kim Jong-un and very like He wants oh to God. be a dictator uh-huh. so badly. People, please. It is that authority. Here's the thing. He wants to be a dictator, but he's a lot more like a dick and a tater. <laughs> That's pretty fucking hilarious. I don't know why I found that so funny. Maybe it's Makes the vinegar wine. Maybe it's the... Do you know what? I think the vinegar wine was actually like more like like shit moonshine. Could be. I'm feeling, shit that I'm fucks feeling, you up. I'm feeling kind of fucked up right now. And I had literally like four sips of that. It's the shit that fucks you I've only had one glass of the good one. What did we do with the rest? There's no... We it's threw, sitting there. Oh, yeah. There's a little bit left of the vinegar the, the, wine. We threw out the ones in the oh, glasses? Yeah. I did. Yeah. I, just I threw it down the sink. So bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. But this, there's this thing of him wanting people to know that... The decisions start and end with him. That he's the entire mm-hmm. process. And that you're going to get to hear from him directly. He's not consulting anybody else. It's his thought process and what he's thinking and his little servants all around him who are just implementing and executing his vision. And I just... I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, I think that... Um... It will just get worse, unfortunately, Michi. I don't have an answer for Oh, now that he's... Cause this Unless week we he, vote him out, it's just going to get worse. He officially announced that he's running this week. Oh, so Despite the fact that he oh. already refiled his papers on the day after the election, his right. inauguration. And has been selling propaganda and hats right. and shit at rallies to raise campaign funds. Right. Wink, wink. Right. Putting yeah. it in his pocket. And Making money while you're president, you fucking crook. Oh, uh, yeah, there's there's a, a report that came out today that um, at the Doral in Miami that he was kind of going under, but all he's been spending all of the money that, like, he is allotted to him, including some that is above what we allot at the Doral. And now there's talks that he wants to do the G4 Summit at the Doral. And that's, that's I don't oh, really have to tell you the, how unethical that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're not going to do a, a fucking thing about it. And I'm sorry, we have we have a Democratic-run Congress, and they don't do shit about any of this. There, there was actually a report, I believe, that there's an event that happened where he took himself and his staffers to the Doral, and they spent over $31,000 in one day at $500 a room, which is way more than is allotted by the federal budget for how much they're supposed to spend a room per night. So he's just, he's not abiding by those guidelines yet, at all. Yeah. And then he also, so he's, it's both. He's spending more than what's allotted. Right. But also, he is it's reaping the benefits of that. Definitely using his position. He's definitely uh-huh. using the influence of the position to bring money and business to the Dora. So I find it very interesting that he spends all this money, got his golf trips, the Doral, that whole thing. And yet when the, you know, Baylor women's basketball team, national championship, he serves them fucking McDonald's, uh, McDonald's, McDonald's. Chick- and, and, Hey, look, Chick-fil-A is good. McDonald's is good. Like for that time when you're, you know, running late, whatever, you got to run through, get something real quick. The champions? But serving that to them. But yeah, when he takes 
his people out. Oh, yeah. It's $500 a day, dinner or whatever. There was actually something about how... Fuck that shit. Oh, that's what it was. Over $31,000 was spent on shots at the Doral. Like, alcohol. On just alcohol alone. So, they... You, you want to party? You need to get on a Trump train because they party and their asses off yeah, over there. Yeah, he doesn't even drink. He, he does. does he just drink. snorts Adderall, but he doesn't drink. <laughs> he just snorts <laughs> Yeah, apparently they spend $31,000 wow. on shots in like one day. Yeah. Wow. On a side note, I will eat some McDonald's when I need to. I will eat some Chick-fil-A. But those are good when I've gone through the drive-thru or I'm eating it there. I don't want it an hour later. Or whatever time those people were arriving it was these things. The fries were shriveled up and cold. Ugh. God, it's Ugh. gross. Yeah. My, my, my guilty pleasure is McDonald's little hamburgers. Okay, we're getting into the week. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we actually, uh, we're going to take a break. And we'll, but wait, hold on. I would like to make a request before we oh, take a okay. break. Um, Go for it, right? I was a bit of an ass last week. Oh. And I have... A new member of my family that I did not even acknowledge. Oh. Oh, is that is that why she was calling you out on the chat? I did. I got <laughs> called out a little bit. We, we acknowledged on Facebook, but not on the pod. Because we did say we didn't pod because of the baby. We had a new baby. We did. Yeah. So, for all of our listeners, a couple weeks back, I was talking about the fact that I was hoping to have a new grandson mm-hmm. soon. And he has finally made an appearance. I would like to welcome to the DBAP family, little Dimitri Alexander. Aww. Yeah. Welcome, buddy. Can't wait to meet you. My yes. God. <laughs> oh, also, since we're doing shout out, I need to do a shout out to tell you the best story. Okay. I was at work today and I was sitting and I was just like doing my shit. And then my, I guess one of my bosses, she trained me for the job, came up to me. She's like, I listened to your podcast today. <gasps> yes. And she was like, I almost fucking cried you guys are so fucking hilarious and she was like i told all my friends about it and i was like today's pot night karen so i'm gonna give you a shout out um so i want to give one of my bosses super cool chick i love her we could totally be friends outside of work we have so much in common i want to give karen cox a shout out thank you for listening karen thank you karen She's our newest delegate. She All right. Us. And then when my other boss, my direct boss, heard about it, Zach was like, oh, there's a podcast. I'm driving home. I'm going to listen to it right now. So nice. It's like, yes. And it's always the funny. Word. When they're asking me, they're like, what's the name of the podcast? I'm like, what was that, Michi? Sit, sit, and speak then, up. <laughs> drunk bitches in politics. So I was trying to whisper, and Zach was like, drunk bitches in politics. Okay, I'll look that up. I was like, cool. I work with some really cool people, so. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love oh, it. we have one more drunk delegate I gotta recognize oh, now that you mentioned it. Susan Myers, you have been cracking me up with every time I see you lately, you mentioned something on the podcast that you liked. You especially liked last week's little comment about Missy popping bottles like she popped that coochie. <laughs> That gave her a good laugh. So I hope that we have given you some more good laughs today. Hi, Susan. Hi, Susan. All right, cool. So we'll take a break now. We'll come back and do our roundtable. Sounds good. All right, awesome. Record. Roundtable thing that we're doing. I like doing. that too. Yeah, I, I like because we get to talk about several different subjects. Yes. 
And Michigan got another bottle of wine. How do you do? You're not even finished with your last glass, but you're like, I'm going to want some more. And you got to stay ready to keep going. You're going to need some more for the round table Mm -hmm. for the subjects that we're about to cover. We can't let this one actually breathe. Yeah, we can let this one breathe. Um, I like to say, you know, got to stay ready to keep from getting ready. So, Um, (laughs) the next bottle is Llano Estado. Estacado. Llano. We call we call it Lano. You know that's a city in Texas. Is it pronounced Lano in Texas? You say the city. Uh huh. I imagine no, you it's can say Lano before well, the Spanish Llano. You so double L S Estacado. Yeah, but yeah, but fucking I'm, gringas in here with exactly. this bullshit. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that there is a town <laughs> called Lano, and that's the wine, and we can. Um, that's how we say it, but it doesn't mean it's correct. <laughs> As with most Texans. Um, right. But the Texans are always right. We are. Um, so this is a 2017 Shiraz, and it's from the Llano Estacada Wines, and they've won national and international acclaim and have become the pride of Texas. You know I love me a good Texas wine. You guys are going to get so bored of me with all these Texas oh wines. Oh, my God. But well, hopefully people just start drinking some Texan to, wines. Fucking support the economy, damn it. We're going to single-handedly be responsible we for will. upholding the Texas wine economy. With us. We're keeping it alive. Fear not, Texas D-bap for the economy. We're here for you. D-bap for the economy, damn it. Um, and as you guys know, Shiraz is a very spicy red wine. It's bold. It's velvety. It's smooth. Uh, it's got notes of ripe blackberry and spicy and black spicy jam and black pepper. And this pairs very well with like pizza or anything off the grill. And this one you could actually try to put in the fridge and do a little chill it's a red um and then you can like drink it in the summer with like some fajitas or something and it probably would make a great wine for sangria yes and it's also a really good meat wine because it just pairs well with like the spices in the wine the grilled steak pepper yes the black pepper notes in the wine and uh this is going to be very bold very dark very red and dry uh and it comes in at 14.5 percent lc all right so that is that is I'm excited about that. Very exciting. I always, I love, Shiraz is one of the wines that I started drinking. It's known as Shiraz or Syrah, depending on what region it comes from. But it's one of the wines that I really started drinking um, when I started drinking wine. And that's when I knew, like, if you can start off as a wine virgin and drink something as harsh as a Shiraz or a Syrah, you know that you're All destined right. to be drinking. So here we go. Oh, nice. (laughs) I love that. Good job. Yes. So, I guess it's because, um, I think it's because I'm not trying to teach Michigan. You're not trying to dictate over my cork. (laughs) Oh, that was good. Just trying to dictate over my cork. Um, my cork. Little play on words there. All right. So, what? Smell this shit. Yeah, smell it. It's going to be very spicy. You're going to smell some spice. I'm not ready for glug glug, but let me smell it, Ray. Smell it, Michelle. Spicy, right? Yeah, it is spicy. Yeah. It's spicy. It's spicy. Look, kind of oh aerate it a little bit in the glass. Let's air get into it. <laughs> Activate that. So, Ray, what do you smell? I feel like my wine is doing the Watusi. <laughs> That's a dance reference for our older listeners. You gotta, you gotta. I know it by name, but I couldn't tell you what the fuck you're it not, looks like. You're not doing it right. You gotta hold your glass from the bottom and then slightly. I'm sorry. I'm not swish. in that Funicello over here trying to do the what's <laughs> <laughs> you see. What the fuck? 
my god, just, just so <laughs> Ray was shit. Ray was moving her body. Just like you cannot <laughs> move the glass. Not the wine inside you. The wine in the glass, boo. Okay, it's summertime in Texas, and every time we open up the goddamn sliding glass door in my house, a fucking fly flies in, so and then it multiplies. <laughs> and I've had a fly swatter for thirty minutes trying to kill this damn fly. So, as independent podcasters, you may hear <laughs> slap. Yes, well, I'm you may to... hear this noise. As long as one doesn't fall in the line, and that means oh. At one point, we've already cut out where a fly landed on the freaking microphone. <laughs> Go ahead, Ray. We're waiting for your deep dive, your hot take into the wine. I'm waiting for the fly to land on Ray's head. Oh, I'm gonna swat her. <laughs> she gonna swat me anywhere. Oh, do not tell me how you taste notes of wine. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I'm not always the best with explaining what I'm tasting, mm-hmm. but it definitely tastes very different from the wines I've tried before. Mm-hmm. Spicy? <laughs> Is that saying much? No, not at all. I think I'm drunk, guys. <laughs> you think? And I, I think it's because I'm so tired. Mm. It might be the, the spicy. This week. It's the spicy. Yeah, it's very delicious. It's spicy. I drove like 2,000 miles this week, y'all. Mm. It's like I look at it and it doesn't look thick, but it's got a, it's thick on your palate. It, it is. It's heavy. It's heavy, heavy on, on your one. palate. Uh-huh, it's yes. very heavy. What the hell else is going on this week, ladies? Oh, a lot of shit. Y'all want to start with AOC? I want to start with AOC. Oh, tell me about AOC. That is a good one. Okay, so... Because there's a lot of sub-subjects to AOC's comment. Okay, so... If you have been in a hole, and I hate to say that to anybody, but I feel like this was on Facebook, Twitter, every news channel. If it's your mamas, your, your Republican family members, your Democratic family members, everybody was talking about this, is how... AOC made reference in a tweet saying what is being run in the borders, the southern borders, are concentration camps. And so Republicans have launched this attack on her saying that what she is saying by calling these these um, camps Deten- they're calling detention, them detention centers. centers. I'm sorry. I was at a loss for words because I can't help but think that they are concentration camps. camps. Yeah. But by calling these detention centers concentration camps, it's demeaning the memory of Jews who died in the Holocaust by invoking that term. And I mean, if you take it at a very basic level, a concentration camp is considered to be a mass detention of civilians without trial. Mm-hmm. And... So she's right. Now, I understand that for most of us, when we hear the word concentration camp, it evokes Jews and Auschwitz. Japanese. Well, even then, I don't, we think of those in internment camps. Um, like, there was always a very particular language because we wanted to convey a certain thing. But We just wanted to make it sound better. Exactly, because it then was con- a way of saying that this camps. isn't as bad as what we did. And it's like, just because we don't aren't gassing people there, doesn't mean that the word isn't the same. Well, well, hold on a second. So do people forget that before the Nazis were gassing people, they held people similarly to what's going on now? Yes. That's not how they started. They started no. throwing people in ovens and doing... They started exactly like this. Exactly. And so writer Bess Kalb, she said this, is that AOC's point is exactly why we say never forget. 
the Holocaust did not begin with the murder of six million Jews. Mm -mm. It began with the same dehumanization, the deportation and internment that we see today. Absolutely. So I get that there are some people that are outraged by it, but I feel like you're I'll, missing. I'll back up it even more it. before the camps became okay. to play in Germany. How it started was removing uh, Jewish people from their homes. Mm -hmm. and, That's what they're talking and about, the deportation. Them. And the then, dehumanization okay. and I, I, the deportation. Okay. I saw the, I, I, yeah. I heard your dehumanization, mm -hmm. but we need to talk about the Jewish ghettos that they right. created, right? So they segregated mm -hmm. them. I mean, and even before that, what they did was they boycotted their businesses so nobody could go in. Like There would be... Back then, the Gestapo that would stand in front of Jewish businesses and would stop mm -hmm. anybody from going in. And if you tried to go in, they would beat you, shoot you, whatever. Right. If you were a non-Jewish person trying to go there, mm -hmm. Jewish doctors couldn't get their license renewed, lawyers, all that stuff, bankers, all of that. Right. So right. it was a it was a slow. It was like the it's the whole frog syndrome that you talked about yep. the frog in the in the in the, the pan of water, water that they slowly turn the heat up. It was a ten year, like an eight to ten year. Right. It didn't just happen. No. And yeah. it started off just like this. And personally, my hot take is this. Uh, the fact that we're offended by the specific wording instead of the fact that we've got children who are seven to like eight years old taking care of the little one, two, three year old. Because their parents in these were, are camps, gone. Or that we have children who are dying in these camps or mm -hmm. children reporting rapes in these right. camps. And you want to get into the weeds of the language. Like, I don't. Like if someone came out and Your went, focus is on the wrong thing. If, if someone came out and it's said, diver, it's diversion at its at its best. It's, that's, exa that's exactly what it is. Trying to get all so specific about the language. Like if someone came out and said, by definition, this is slavery. You're not going to see me get all my pennies in a wad about it because holding someone against their will and putting them in harsh conditions like this, it is a form of slavery. And and what are where, where are the missing children? Where are they? They don't know. Exactly. They've so what lost are they doing? over a thousand children. So, what, so where are they? What are they doing? Right? Are they in a school somewhere? This, it, are they in a factory this somewhere? Is like, a, where are they? Nobody knows. Is, last week were they shipped off? About the humanitarian crisis in 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 Sudan. This we have a humanitarian crisis right here. This is in in a first world country, a country of immigrants that we treat people like this. Yeah. That we are subjecting pain to children. And, like, the fact that there's, like, rapes being reported, I had to, I'm beside myself about this. And the, the Trump administration is just trying to sweep this thing under the rug and pretend like it's not happening. And then, I, I don't, I just, I don't know. I There's just so much. Right? I think, too, we also need to talk about that this is the worst it's ever been. But this isn't the... This is not the beginning. They didn't. They didn't just start holding people in detention centers. The children thing is probably more of a newer oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. But this has been going on for a while, for decades. I think this is the worst. It's being it's highlighted been. now because of people paying attention to it. And it's also the worst it's been. And it is the worst. And and that's why it's being yeah. paid attention to because it is the worst that it's been. Yeah. yeah. But let's not forget we've had presidents in the past, including mm -hmm. a Democratic president, yeah. including Obama, two Democratic two, two Democratic presidents. Because this started even before Reagan, right, where they were deporting people, but holding people in detention centers, yeah. concentration camps, whatever. Because concentration camps, I did, I, after we had a discussion about it, I went and just looked up in the dictionary. Mm -hmm. And same, and it's, it's, it's basically, uh, you look at them in the thesaurus, another word for concentration camp is detention center. Right. right. <laughs> and just because we have our image of what 
It is. It's like, if you think about prison, okay, Rikers is fucking horrible. Oh, yeah. And not every prison is Rikers. But that doesn't mean that they're it's, not all prisons. Right. right. And where they were um, gassing and 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 uh, uh, Jewish uh, people is were called death camps. Right. Right. They would take them from the concentration camps to death camps. Right. There's a difference. The right. concentration camps were where they worked them to almost death. Mm-hmm. And they right. did die there. Right. And then they would take them to Auschwitz, which everybody started to know that Auschwitz is where you went to be killed. Right. Right. And, and maybe if and they murdered. kept the, if, <clears throat> if they didn't separate them, the children from their parents in Nazi Germany or not Nazi Europe in their concentration camps, maybe they would look a lot more like our detention centers look. Well, they did separate them. That's what I'm saying. Oh. It's like maybe if they didn't, because like right now. Oh, got, with the separation. Yeah, yeah. We're seeing all the kids and you didn't hear so much about <clears> what was happening with the kids there. It was mostly the adults. And then also there's the element of secrecy about it, right? People are having to like, just to visit these places or even to go in. It's like a a hurdle. And And that's what's also reminiscent of Nazi Germany for so many people. I say Nazi Germany, it wasn't just Germany, but the Nazi regime. You don't want people to see, you know, what you're doing and the humanitarian crisis that you're causing. So you're hiding it. And when pictures do come... You have these rooms that are like three times at capacity and people are packed in there like fucking sardines. It's just really difficult to watch. They're not and giving them soap or toothbrushes is or the latest they, thing we're yes, hearing. Like they don't They're need toothbrushes on, on the floor. They don't care. That's not requirement. It's And yet we're we're um, supposedly going to be spending mil- tens of millions of dollars building more. Yeah. And this whole thing about how Trump has worked out something with the Mexican government for them to stop, like, to take on more of the onus on stopping this. The Mexican government is not equipped to handle something like this. Right. And they're not flocking into Mexico. They're flocking through Mexico. Right. And Mexico is not going to exhaust themselves to try to stop people who are going to do whatever it takes to get there. These are people who are running and are seeking asylum. Yeah. And help people. Right. It takes... There's so many studies that show that a country that has, you know, strong immigration policies, gives pathway to citizenships, welcomes people, the economy thrives because you have all of these people who are coming in who know how to do different things. You've got people coming in who want to build stuff, people who want to work in science, people who want to do, but you never get that chance. Entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. Which is the majority of immigrants come in and they're entrepreneurs. Right. And you don't give people the opportunity to show you their best because you treat them like garbage the moment that they show up and you justify that by some sort of America first agenda, but you're not putting America first. No. This is not putting America first. It's and disgusting. let's not forget why this issue exists and why people are flocking here because we have destroyed Central America oh, absolutely. with our war on drugs. Absolutely. We just met, we only want rich white people to be able to do cocaine. Oh, yeah. So we're, we have a war on drugs. Exactly. Right. For this part, like we still want to be right. cocaine in, right? Because if we wanted to stop drugs, we could have stopped drugs. Oh, dude, did you see the freaking container that came in through the? It's a shipping container that came in with over four hundred and fifteen million dollars worth of cocaine. 
Yeah. Where's your wall then, fucker? Yeah. It came, it came through the, the ocean on a, right. on a shipping trailer. Yeah, they're not getting... 450 these... million I know, they're dollars. coming in trucks and cars and stuff right. like that. Like, they're not but coming the on is, They're people. coming in massive amounts. Yeah. Nobody is coming in with their with backpack, backpack across the desert. And running it, gotta get my cocaine across. <laughs> no, these are people who are seeking a better life. You, the you people... think they're going to strap... Uh, White like lies. Here's the thing. But you think they're going to strap that um, kind of commodity on a human that may not make it through the desert no. and but they die? But here's the thing. No. Do you think that people who run drug empires, that they're still using people as mules? Mm-hmm. It's an entire system. Yeah. They're, it's they're coming in through off. airplanes and yes. coming in through mm-hmm. shipping. And that's where the majority of it is coming it's, through. Yeah, it's Miami in the 80s all over. And people, are, and, and people are getting paid off. They're getting skirted. The the cartel pays people to take the heat on like a little thing, a pot, mm-hmm. to go through the border check uh-huh. to get caught so then four or five cars can get through. Mm. Mm. Like it's mm. a whole diversion Crazy. thing. Like yeah, I mean they're they're the thing about the cartel and or any any drug entity, I mean just Empire. I'm just naming the cartel. Stupid. This there's, isn't there's some the, backyard right, operation. There's, there's several countries that are that are a part of this, not just the Mexican cartels, you know, but but they're true businessmen, business people, right? They're not it's, stupid. It's an enterprise. Yeah, it's a billion dollar industry. Yeah, right. it's, so, and it's just ridiculous that it's it's the big pharma industry. Just you know, we're we're turning away people who I guess you know when you're coming in through the wrong port, it's like you're not coming mm-hmm. in off the ships coming from Ireland or Europe, all those other countries, and coming in through New York through the boats and all of that, that you're coming in through the border, that right. you're, you're discarded in your human trash. Right. It's, it's just really incredible, especially coming from an administration where the president has had more immigrant wives than possibly... Whose her parents just were named U.S. citizens last year. Good for them. Oh. Like, so quickly. I, I wonder how they were able to hmm. bypass oh. the line that we're all waiting yeah. on. That you, yeah. yeah, people have been and here since they were children. Paying taxes. Right. Yeah, our parents aren't fucking paying taxes, are they? No, are they contributing? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so <laughs> we can talk about that we shit talk about all that night. All the, and I, I have another one that okay. I want to touch on real quickly. What you just, got? God, I hate giving Trump so much platform, but this fucker is just <laughs> a piece of fucking sh- guy. I just, this fucking I can't guy. wait till he's not fucking president anymore. Then what will the fuck Jeez. will we talk about then? The, the next president will fuck up too, I promise you. <laughs> Um, they all do. So this, Somehow. Just this, not as bad, hopefully. Last week, we talked a little bit about the Exonerated Five. We talked about their their documentary and how it was like the most streamed thing on Netflix. It's, it's out of there. And this week, President Trump and his favorite gal, Elper Ryan, um, had an encounter where April Ryan confronted Trump and said, you know... Given that all of this information has come out, and basically we now know, like without a shred of doubt, that these kids were innocent, are you gonna, you know, apologize for taking out an ad and calling for their death in, in, in the New York Times? And then he goes, "Oh, why are you asking me this question? It's pretty convenient that you're asking that now." But uh, there's both sides to that. You know how he was. Oh, I know. He was the fucking both sides, and he goes. So narcissistic. Um, and he goes, he goes, they they admitted to it. And everyone was like, yeah, with coercion and their kids. Like you, the thing that is so rich about all of this, you guys, is that you have a guy, a self-admitted pussy grabber, try to say that five men who were exonerated by DNA evidence 
and would the self-admitted actual rapist come forward and say, I did this alone, here's the DNA, fight through that to exonerate these kids, and have a pussy grabber who is currently at this moment accused of sexual assault himself in the new book that that lady came out mm-hmm. with, to stand there and say, well, they admitted to it. Like, do you, to double down on that and not have any, like, I don't... It's his, it's his narcissism. He can't ever admit it when he's wrong. It, he can't. He can't admit when he's wrong. But <clears throat> I thought it was really rich coming from him. When we have you on tape going, when you're famous, you just grab him by the pussy. They don't care. Right. So the pussy grabber is going to stand on his platform and tell me something about how gu- guilty these five kids are when they were actually exonerated by DNA evidence. And you're sitting here about to fight your own rape charges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just thought it was pretty rich. Pretty I'm glad somebody that. finally asked him about it. I was wondering how long that was going to go. Oh, it was April. You know April. Was oh, it was April Ryan! <laughs> yeah. You didn't, you didn't hear me. I was like in his favorite gal pal, April Ryan. Yeah. I love just, it. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. it's. I, I just wanted to touch on that. And I thought oh it was God. pretty sick. Well, what? I've got a couple of uh, kind of like stories to give you hope. Oh, give us some hope, So, I saw recently where the court decided not to hear an appeal of a lower court's ruling, which struck down Virginia's state legislative oh, map yes. for racial gerrymandering. Yes. Awesome. And so, yeah, good. this is awesome, because it means that Virginia is actually going to have a fair map in elections right. that begins this year, and they have a state election this fall right so that'll be really interesting like oh. we'll be able to see that before yeah. the primaries absolutely so that's pretty exciting. and they were super racially gerrymandering over there mm-hmm. they weren't even trying to hide it and then double down and mm-hmm. fought it <laughs> they did. Like, give us the right to racially gerrymander i mean it's the fucking days for people to be doubled down on some racist it's shit isn't so it cr- like what is this and in other racist news oh jesus <laughs> um Philadelphia. But this, is, but this is giving us hope, right? Right. It is. Okay. This comes, uh, this is, but, but we have other racists that are in the yeah. news. There are 72 police officers in Philly that have been reassigned to desk duty after a team of researchers compiled thousands of their racist, violent, and discriminatory Facebook posts. Right. So the police commissioner says he expects that many dozens of them are going to be disciplined and lose their job. Absolutely. Oh. So are they going to lose their pension too? Lord, I God, hope I hope so. so. I hope so. They shouldn't get their this pension. It, it gives me hope, but it also destroys me on the inside to know of how many other police forces this is happening in. Oh, yeah. This where is people what? are not even bothering to look into it. And so when you see something like this, it makes me think, okay, so there are, what did I say, 72 police officers? Mm-hmm. So you know some of those 72 police officers were involved in arrests of people of color mm-hmm. that are suspect mm-hmm. and it should put that in bad light and i i every one of that. those every one of those trials yes. should now well, be scrutinized project innocence, be yeah. yeah project innocence i would bet is going to be really oh looking hell into yeah that and, one. Uh, yes and project oh my god project the innocence project excuse me Innocence Project. Did I call it Project Innocence? Yes. The, Hello, the Innocence Project <laughs> does a lot of good work, y'all. And they're so underfunded and so undermanned that in, as a regular person, you can absolutely offer your services up to the Innocence Project. There's something we'll need to highlight. You can go... They. What the attorneys? Ooh, tell me more. So, like, they just need what somebody that does research, paperwork. Just like you don't have to have a legal background. You don't have to because what you can even do is just show up. What they need is like 
office work so that you don't have experienced attorneys sifting through paperwork and arranging paperwork case by case. This is something where you can have like the evidence and all the paperwork coming in and you sort it file by file, case by case, so that they're just going through the cases and looking at things and some research. So you do not have to have a legal background. You just have to have a good heart and the will to work. And do, are they, I mean, they have several offices, They right? do. Across There's the one country. here in Texas. Texas. Yeah. In Texas. Yes. I know yes. This. Yeah. Absolutely. I know that one of the exonerated five um, donated money and also works. And on he there. started it's, his own. It's, it's, the, it's the one that. Yeah. It's the Corey. one that was Corey. It was the one that was Corey. that was he mostly. The, I would Corey say, Weiss. I don't want to. I don't want to rate no, gauge anybody's traumatized. The He's the one. But he had. He had the worst because he was in there longer, mm-hmm. and he was also tried as an adult and sent to adult prison. And he went to Rikers at sixteen. Yeah. Right. So, but it's John Grisham that that either started it or funds it mostly. John Grisham yeah. is yeah. very involved uh-huh. in it. Because uh-huh. the, yeah, Netflix has a really good documentary about yes. it. Yes. So yes. definitely offer yourself up That's to, interesting. I know that. there's, yeah, offer yourselves up to organizations like, you know, uh, the Innocence Project, Crime Stoppers, all of that. Like there's so many organizations <clears throat> that do a good work to, to, to work for people and Um, um, that brings this, this actually happened a few weeks ago, but we never got to talk about in the pod and it's stuck in my mind because we are talking about, you know, criminal justice and criminal justice reform and all that is that uh, when Illinois passed the uh, legalization of marijuana, Mm -hmm. recreational, they also exonerated tons of, tons of uh, people in prison. And then they also are going to allow them to become business owners. They know the best. Right. Like, genius. It's, it's, and really that needs to, for every single state, and I, I was saying this the other day to, to your husband, Michelle, and we were talking about it, and it's like, it's, it's a matter of fact that with all of the legalization that's going on, everyone is going to have to just fall in line. Because if you can't charge people for it federally, or someone is coming in, from across state lines where it's legal, that that creates an issue. Mm -hmm. And it's going to cost more to try to prosecute people for these petty little drug crimes than to just get with the fucking program and start funding education and start funding all sorts of things. We have a lot of things in this state where if we legalized marijuana, we could could have money for pre-K. We could have money to fund the fucking maternal mortality rate that we have here. There's so many areas where we can benefit. We also could we also could solve people's some of people's issues, pain issues, right? Where they're not having to go yes. to opioids. Yes. Where I mean, just arthritis. I mean, there's there's so many depression, um, sleepless, insomnia, like and all of those. All of those at things. this point, I think it is a grave injustice to cancer have treatment. People sitting in prison for marijuana crimes when. There are people in other states running into problems and making millions of dollars. Well, speaking of this, y'all know my father-in-law was a police officer Mm -hmm. for many years. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And uh, he did a lot of significant drug lists. And he... He wasn't just a police officer. No, yeah, he he was a badass. He was an undercover shit. He was an (laughs) undercover cop. That's for another pod. It is a whole other story. But but he, um, he, he did some... Huge drug busts, you know, especially like Plano during this heyday of heroin and stuff. I mean, he was involved in all that stuff as well. Well, five years ago, he got cancer and he was riddled with it. And within three months, he was gone. And that last six to eight weeks of it, he smoked a lot of marijuana 
and he would tell you that if for pain for wrong, nausea for pain for nausea it was the only way he could even stomach food and he said if he would have he goes if i would not be dying i would be lobbying to make this legal mm-hmm. a man who spent a good portion of his life getting drugs off the street and in all honesty, marijuana was not the drug that he was, really was a, working to get off the right. street. Right, wasn't his know? target. But the point is, is that he was against drugs. He was a police officer, and he recognized the benefit that this had. Right. And so it maybe if more people had the opportunity to see that, and they all didn't think about it as just a bunch of Taco Bell eating college age stoners just sitting around mm-hmm. in their mom's basement, then maybe we would see it actually has some value. Yeah. And I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for medicinal marijuana and the benefits that it has. But I feel like marijuana falls into that like place where the abortion issue falls, <gasps> where people start oh, going, yeah, well, it's okay. You know, it's okay. It, it rape and incest. No, True. if alcohol yeah. is legal, marijuana can be legal. Yes. And it's totally fine. You have laws where you enforce people who are not allowed to drive when they're inebriated and people will not drive when they're high. Right. But this is something that's happening can't anyway. Right. Yeah. This is something that's happening anyway. And regulate it and tax regulate it. it and tax it, bro. Mm-hmm. Like what's the issue? Just like you did with alcohol. Yeah. And you should do it like with tobacco. Right. right. I don't think that this is a, a voter issue. Right. I think this is pharma lobbyists at their best. This is alcohol. So this is beer companies. You know mm-hmm. that beer companies are lobbying the fuck to not have marijuana legal. It's because competition. Because their sales are going to go down. Right. Right. And, um, and pharma. Big True. pharma is totally lobbying and the this. the other thing is Because otherwise John Boehner wouldn't be starting his own fucking oh, marijuana right. company. Let the and, people roll and up their lobby. shit. Let the people roll up their fucking... <laughs> Granddaddy OG, their blueberry yum yum, whatever. They're sticky icky, they're Mary Jane, their pot, the weeds, whatever. It, was, Let it reminds do- me of strawberry, short, strawberry shortcake. Like, what was strawberry shortcake, plum, whatever, blueberry muff, like those names? Yeah. Those are all yes. hot names now. They're fucking they really? sativa, whatever. Let people. Let the people roll up their shit, eat their snacks, and pass out, and text the fuck out of them, and let's take care of some of this debt that we have. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. And the thing is, is I don't know if any of our listeners know, because I was curious about this, um, looking into it, like, I don't know, a year ago or so, is that you hear about a lot of things that were happening in other states where they were putting ballot measures and mm-hmm. the people were put at getting signatures and yeah. doing these things. In the state of Texas, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. That is not part of what our Constitution allows, which kind of sucks. Because yeah. I guarantee you, if it came down to trying to get marijuana legalized, we could get enough signatures. Yeah, we could totally. And I think also, in a country where the biggest drug dealers have a prescription pad, you have... I'm just saying. I'm sorry. Whatever. <laughs> that's so true. But, you know, you're going after the wrong and industry. And the biggest dispensary is CVS. And we have mm-hmm. the biggest opioid crisis of all time. Yes. Are you trying to go after your weed? Come on. Focus right. on what's important. You're not regulating pharmaceuticals. People are dependent upon them. And like I said, the biggest drug dealers have... Prescription bags. And I'm going to bet a month's supply of some sticky icky is cheaper than my month's supply of Cymbalta. Uh, probably. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. I can, yeah, I kind of know. <laughs> she dabbles. Just somebody told me, a little birdie. You, you heard through yeah, the I did. I, did. I, I did. I know people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Like, Oklahoma, Louisiana both beat us on gambling. Oh, Now Oklahoma has beat us on the marijuana thing. And it will pass in Louisiana Oklahoma. 
Oklahoma. Right. There's a Oklahoma. weed dispensary down the street from my daughter's house. Across the street from the hospital. It's Oklahoma. I know. I know. I know. So, Ugh. whatever. I mean, Here's just the thing. Saying. Weed is one of those things that is going to translate. Translate. Uh, it is transcend. going to transcend parties. Mm-hmm. Because it lots will. of people like their weed. And lots of people, people like are, to make people are smoking weed. I hate to break it to you. Yeah. yeah. They rolling like, this shit. And people like to make money. And people like to make money. Yeah. And now the thing in Oklahoma though, so right now it's just medicinal. Medicinal. So you have to register, mm-hmm. which means if you own a firearm, the the rules aren't quite clear yet. I was trying to look it up today. But um if you own a firearm and you also register to get medicinal marijuana, they might take your firearms away. So there's kind of, there's, we don't know if there's a loophole where they won't or if they will. Like the rules are kind of shady and right now. And there are still companies. So when it becomes mm-hmm. recreational, okay. you don't have to register. Honestly, right. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not worried about a person who's no, me neither. And has guns. No, I'm not, I'm yeah. not disagreeing with you. But I'm, I'm more worried about the person weird. who's hooked up on opioids and, and has a gun. That's yeah. who I'm worried about. Not the okay, person get it. Who, who's fucking. Smoking weed and just wants to eat snacks and fucking lay down on the couch. That's not what I'm But here's about. the other thing. Also, with the the even with it being medicinal, there are still employers in Oklahoma that will. The biggest right. I know, like my the city my daughter lives in, there are two major employers, and, and still drug they tests. both still drug test. Yeah. So well, and also if you just be, just because let's say I live in Illinois, mm-hmm. but I work for a company that's based in Cal or not California, <laughs> but it's based in. Iowa are based in a state that's not legal mm-hmm. because it's still federally legal. They can still drug test me. And even though I live in a state where it's legal, if I test positive because of insurance reasons right. and stuff, and you still... And when it comes to employers, you know. I, I kind of respect their ability to decide what they're going to drug test for and not, depending on the risks of it. Like, obviously, if you're operating heavy machinery and doing all of that, probably shouldn't be utilizing their time to get high uh, or be high. But it's, it's hard to decide whether someone's coming high to work or not because marijuana stays in your system for quite a long time. Right. And they're not um, testing you for alcohol. And they're not testing you for alcohol. Uh, so that's it's kind of tricky, but it's just kind of difficult to make the argument when it's someone else's company that you're wanting them to employ you. They'll be able to right. figure out if they can test how long the marijuana has been in your system. Right. So that it is somebody who's operating machinery but also maybe has some um, arthritis or MS or depression or something like that is mm-hmm. on... Me, this is where medicinal. I go to medicinal. Right. right. They're being treated. Be a because, well, it's a prescription. So, right. but it has to be federally legal for that to, t- for that to proceed a regu- uh, a drug test of, of a right. job. So if I'm on Xanax and I test positive for it on my drug test for work, I'm okay. Because you have a prescription. Because I have a prescription. Because I believe there, there are certain drugs that you take that will test you positive for methamphetamine. Yes. That are yeah, antidepressants di- or di- something. Diet pills. Yes. Diet pills or something mm-hmm. like that. And you have speed. a prescription. And that's <laughs> a speed. That, so it maybe is. maybe there's, yeah. there's, there's probably something like Fenf- that that can like be Fent- out. Like Fentermine. Yeah. Um, um, what used to be. Adipex. Yeah. Uh, that's but like, I think the first step. It's crack. The first step right before we even start talking about employers and what they're going to impose is decriminalizing marijuana. Yeah. That's just yeah. where it starts. It's just right. got to be decriminalized. Because right. I think we're at a point where if you look at Colorado, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, it's like they're handing out money now. Like, they're they giving are. money away. Yeah. I have friends that live in they're, Colorado and the, the housing market is just insane. The they're company like, is booming. It is 
crazy. So are you saying D-Bat needs to do a trip to Colorado? Uh, fuck yeah. And pod uh, from the mountains? Maybe a little a little snow. A little yeah. Maybe some it would be a very interesting episode. With some cookies? Ray well, doesn't do well with the weed. Well, Ray, Ray claims weed doesn't get high at all, but then she eats up well, all this the just, snacks in their food. Yeah, just smoking it. We'll get you some cookies. All the butter down salsa tortillas. She's like, it doesn't affect me at all while eating a whole bag of tortillas. I got that. I'm not high! She, she has a tolerance, honey. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. What you got All right. next? Yeah, we have anything else? I think we, that's it. Or, I think um, let's get to our so segments. I, We're um, All right. So, we've got one, two, three. You, you an, an asshole. asshole. You an asshole, asshole, baby. You an asshole. asshole. You an asshole. <laughs> one day, y'all will get in tune. Nope. Um, Never. It's, it, it, the whole beauty of it is it's chaotic. So, it's freestyle. This week's asshole of the week, the day, the year, whatever, <laughs> um, goes to Senator Mitch McConnell. The turtle. Does anybody know why? Um, reparations. Yeah. I'm going to guess because he's a racist son of a bitch. Right, right, right on point. And just, there's a lot of things going on there, being racist not being able to close your fucking mouth, just knowing when you should say shit, knowing that <laughs> shutting the fuck up is free, that it's free 99. Like, it's all of those things happening at once. So finally, after years of talking about it, we finally decided this Wednesday to hold a hearing on reparations where we had all of these, you know, black leaders come in and people come in and talk about, you know, what reparations would do, what they right. would look like, and just start having the conversation Towards reparations and recognizing the stro- the atrocities of the past, and just trying to figure out what this thing looks like. And, and we hearing- also had Juneteenth this past, and week. it was also on Juneteenth, which I thought was perfectly executed. Right, conversation was had on Juneteenth, and then you had, and this is across the board because I I even made a Facebook post about it. I was like, there are a lot of people who are saying a lot of shit and who shouldn't be saying anything at all. Um, and then Mitch this is your day to shut the fuck up. This is your day. You've got three non-black people. How many days do you have? Three hundred sixty-four, sometimes three hundred sixty-five in leap year. But then today, you want to do your fuck shit, right? If you're not black, shut the fuck up on Juneteenth. Shut the entire fuck up. And so here comes Mitch to fix his top lip and his bottom lip, whatever it is that there's there of it, um, to say well. I don't think reparations for something that happened 150 years ago when none of us currently living are responsible is a good idea. We've tried to deal with our original scene of slavery by fighting a civil war, by passing landmark civil rights legislation. We've even elected an African-American president. Really? The one out of how many? Mm -hmm. One out of 45? And let's be honest. Y'all didn't elect him. And y'all didn't elect him. <laughs> we and then, elected him. You didn't vote for him, Mitch. And, you know, it's the, you didn't do that. The level <laughs> of fucking ignorance and idiocracy that he exhibited to fix his non-existent bottom and top lip, to say some bullshit like this, quite frankly, I was offended when he said, oh, well, something that happened 150 years ago when none of us lived. Oh, what about... Slavery, let's talk about how slavery, you have benefited from it, whether it was 150 years ago or not, that you are a benefactor of slavery as you stand here. Yeah. You're a major benefactor of 
of slavery. And let's not talk about the generational consequences of slavery that people are still living through today because right. of slavery. People who were robbed of their land, people who were robbed of wealth, people who were robbed of a future. Yeah. And it's a generational. And you want to tell me that the consolation prize is that we had a black president? <laughs> the one that y'all would have let do shit right. for eight years? And right. It's not. Barack Obama is not reparations, people. He's just not. Talk to me when we have had 20 black presidents. And then maybe we can start having a conversation about it. You can't give us. Like, we can't elect our own one black president. You got your one, Miss Shady. Be happy. One, right. And then we're supposed to be fucking excited that, like, you. Like. <laughs> To, to stand there and say, well, uh, we passed voting rights. Oh, you mean the ones that you're trying to take away on a regular basis through gerrymandering, through voter ID laws, th- through all of the things that you're trying to implement to take away every single last bit of rights that African Americans have, that you want to tell me that the consolation prize is that y'all got a black president. And, and if he's so proud of the Voting Rights Act, then why did they squash it last year? Right. We don't need it anymore. There's no more racism. It's gone. We fixed it. It's we fixed gone. the problem. We have a black president. It's gone. That's not here anymore. Like, it's not president anymore, but right. it's all fixed. And now we have the most, like, and racist president seen, since Andrew Jackson. I saw a picture um, where someone, and I think it was on Facebook, had posted that, you know, this is this woman who is 106 years old, and she is the daughter. Of a slave. Of a slave. Oh, it's not. Look, it I is to, not that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because. It feels like a long time ago. It is not that long well, let's ago. Let's talk about people. slavery. Let's talk about what happened after slavery, right? The right. Jim Crow laws, the fact All that they them, were intimidating. The they were, were not free. I and mean, also just the intimidation were. of physical intimidation, right? Verbal intimidation, like uh, you know, taking jobs away, stuff like that. For All voting, that. for trying to... Yeah. Destroying black enterprise, Black Wall Street. Does anybody know about Black Wall Street? Yeah, Does anybody know what happened to yep, Black Wall Street? Right. Some of us do. Some yeah. of us so, don't. Okay. A lot of us Look do. it up. So Tulsa, any, any, yeah. So even if you try to give me the pull yourself up by the bootstraps bullshit, every single time black people try to do that, there's always barriers and people will come and bomb your fucking shit with your kids in it just to not make sure that you don't get the next step up. So I really don't want to hear it, but the most important reason why Mitch is getting a lesson today it's just he needs a lesson in shutting the fuck up. Like, no, just shut the fuck up. Know your place. Nobody wants to hear your opinion on reparations. No one wants to hear the the pinnacle of fucking privilege tell other people who live in oppression in their daily lives what's best for them. Like, no one asked for this. Shut the fuck up. Like, it's okay. It's free. And like most of the white Write it down. Write it down. Shutting the fuck up is free. I feel like we say this all the time. <laughs> Shutting the fuck up is you know free. Write it in your journal. Write it in your diary, Mitch, to yourself. It's free. And then keep it to yourself. Nobody Nobody has to read that shit. We've said this about almost every one of the white men that we've talked about in today's episode is sit down. Be humble. (laughs) (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Right. Like, seriously. Nobody wants to hear you. Mitch, as you said earlier, as a wise man once said... Nothing at all. Oh, I was going to say nothing at all, y'all. Um, Good asshole. Good chick, Missy. Just, just sit down somewhere. Let you know we're going to have to have a contest in April when we celebrate our one-year anniversary of oh. asshole, of the asshole of the year. Oh, and yes. the ultimate asshole? Yes, and everybody can vote on it. Absolutely. So we'll list all of them and everybody um, can vote on so it. Assies. Senate Senator <laughs> Mitch McConnell, congratulations. 
for not being able to see past your own privilege and thinking that you have an opinion in these matters, putting your foot in your mouth and not being able to shut the fuck up and making a complete donkey and ass out of yourself. It's just so, it's just Congratulations, Mitch. Congratulations, Mitch. So, thank you, Mishing. You're welcome. <laughs> and as always, we like to end on happy notes. A good note. A good note. Yes. Ray so day, with Ray the day. Ray's Bay of the Day. Ray's Bay of the Day. Bye, Ray. Bye, Ray, Ray. <laughs> Makes us feel good, Ray. All right. So, <laughs> that reminds me of Monsters Ball. This made me feel good. <laughs> Not the visuals I needed to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm old tipsy. She is. God, Billy. Okay, so my Bay of the Day. So gross. It actually includes a, 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 an asshole. It has a splash of asshole. It has a splash. It's okay. mainly a very large glass of Bay. With okay. a sprinkle of asshole. Sometimes it takes, you know, right. it's a, it's, what is it, uh... It takes a little asshole to accentuate the bay. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We definitely want to get those notes. Yeah, get the notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, for this one, we're going to be going to the Cracker Barrel in Cleveland, Tennessee. Okay, how do you pronounce the Cracker Barrel? Is it Cracker Barrel? Cracker Barrel. This is just a weird How name. do you say it? I, I say Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Cracker Barrel. It just—it's not a good name. It's her accent. It's a good Texas cracker, accent. There, cracker yeah. Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Barrel. It's gonna burl. Like how do you say old? Sit there, burl. How do you say old? Like what? Oil. She's saying oil. I actually say oil. Yeah, it's oil. I just yeah. Yeah. It. yeah, it's old. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to the Cracker Barrel in Cleveland, Tennessee. Where they refuse to host Knox County Sheriff's Office Detective Grayson Fritz and his nasty ass church group because the oh. restaurant was citing their zero tolerance policy for, quote, discriminatory treatment or harassment of any sort. So our asshole is this lovely Grayson Fritz. And I say lovely. Very sarcastically. He can share it with Mitch. He, Yeah, he's going to be sitting right in the little asshole chair with Mitch. So Fritz, he has this independent Baptist church in Knoxville. And they had planned a meeting at the Cracker Barrel. And <laughs> Cracker Barrel said it is not affiliated in any way with Fritz and his church. They were like, oh, we don't know him. We, we don't know him. And they said, quote, and we disagree strongly with their statements of hate and divisiveness. Come through, Cracker Barrel, with the biscuits they and the fucking... They posted that shit on Twitter. Activism. And said, see our official notice. Yeah. And so the chain said, it told the church, your event is not allowed here. They said, we serve everyone who walks through our doors with genuine hospi- hospitality. Hospitality. Thank you, wine. <laughs> Not hate. And we require all guests to do the same. Aww. Dot, dot, dot. In shoes and shirts. <laughs> yeah, also, you still gotta have the shoes and shirts on. You still gotta on. have your shoes and shirts on. <laughs> no matter how nice you are. Okay? So, in early June, Fritz thrust his nasty ass and Not his church rest, into the spotlight because he had a series of recorded sermons in which he advocated for government authorities, including the Knox County Sheriff's Office, where this fucker worked, <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to, 
discriminate, not just throw stuff at them, to fucking execute them. What are all the white people calling for everybody's execution? Like, what, what the fuck do y'all think y'all are out here? I don't know. And so the sheriff of this county said that Fritz would not be fired for his comments because they're afraid of lawsuits. Which, Asshole lawsuits? Yeah. And so Fritz, this fucker, Fritz the fucker, remains on a paid sick leave with the county sheriff's office. Oh, hell until no. he collects his buyout in July. Oh, shit. So, yeah. So, when we were sprinkling in notes of assholes, we've got... I'm sorry, Knox County. Your whole sheriff's department's fucked up. No, they're okay. coming in at a 15.8 level of full asshole. <laughs> it is. It's very high on the... What's the bullshit? On the, on the ALC. It's very hard. Very, very, very high. With notes of bullshit. <laughs> and pepper. And pepper. They probably unseasoned over there anyway. No. Pepper's got to be hot on the asshole. It's hot on the asshole. <laughs> Stings. So, yeah. So, Knox County, your sheriff's department leaves a lot to be desired, but Cracker Barrel's coming in clutch. Okay. <laughs> so, Cracker Barrel said its corporate policy strictly prohibits any type of protest or public demonstration on its property or in its stores. At Cracker Barrel, we work hard to foster a culture that is welcoming and inclusive. We have a zero-tolerance policy for discriminatory treatment or harassment. Harassment. Any sort. We take pride in serving as a home away from home for all guests and in showing our communities and and our country that the hospitality we practice is open to everyone. So, David Tierney, who is a member of the LGBTQ plus community in Knoxville, said that protesters spoke to the restaurant and they organized the demonstration outside Cracker Barrel for that event. Good for y'all. Yeah. And they said, he said, it's a small victory for our community and it took a lot of work for us to even get this accomplished. And then the Tennessee Democratic Party also sent the restaurant a letter. They asked Cracker Barrel to turn him away. And the party chairwoman urged Cracker Barrel CEO to uphold the inclusivity. Inclusivity? <laughs> do you want Mishy to, to read your rave? I do my best reading when I'm fucked up. <laughs> I'm good. That's when my English is like... Superb. Superb. Your second language comes in like a drone. Yeah. You know I was colonized by the British. I <laughs> she does. She changes <laughs> all her Z's to S's. <laughs> my Z's. Yes. Z. Yes. In the letter, the party chairwoman urged Cracker Barrel CEO to uphold the inclusivity and diversity (laughs) pledges that are listed on the restaurant's website. And just to give you guys just a summary of everything that happened, and this is what David Tierney was saying, is that it all started as an online campaign in action that was organized by online direct messages then grew into a real action, then got picked up by the state's Democratic Party. It just spread like wildfire over the course of five days. So just like, I think it was last week's Bay of the Day where we had our couple of different bays. This one has a little sprinkling of different things. So, you know, David and the Tennessee Democrats, you guys are bays. Cracker Barrel, you definitely a bay. Because Cracker Barrel sometimes gets a bad rep, and I think it's just because y'all got Cracker in the name. And well, um, I think it's also just because it's a southern. It is a very southern, southern thing, thing. And, and people just equate racism it with is. southern. We do. I unfortunately, my brother-in-law is like, who is black? Is like, I don't know. I got a Cracker Barrel. 
<laughs> That's why I was like, really? I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I've been there. I'm but yeah, so those are our, our bays. You know, well, we've got the Fritz and the fucktards that are our, our little I mini I appreciate that bay of the day, but I think another important thing for people who run businesses who are corporate, you know, the bigotry doesn't pay y'all. No. Because you know what? Black people buy things. Gay people buy things. So if you want just the white supremacists to buy you shit out of luck and you're going to be shutting that business down quicker than the motherfucker. Exactly. So yeah. you have to realize that your Patreons are people who, who are black, who are gay, who are LGBTQIA+. So bigotry does not pay folks. They no, not. unless you're Chick Fil A, because their chicken's just fucking awesome. God damn it, that <laughs> fucking chicken! You know what was really they fucking hilarious? That shit. Oh I, do, it was, Everybody goes to Chick Fil A. Do you want to know what's Look, fucking funniest shit? They can turn out the owner of Chick Fil A and be like a grand dragon, and be like, I don't care. Them waffle fries are badass. I don't know if I told you all girls about this, but I, I obviously listened to the Breakfast Club on New York's Power One Hundred Five, oh, yeah, 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 and I told yeah. you that they had. An entire morning where they wanted nothing but to hear from gay people and have that gay people tell Chick-fil-A. them if they were going to stop eating at Chick-fil-A and... Oh, you want some more wine? Do you want more wine? Oh, more more wine. Go right here. Glug, you, sis. And basically on, on the show, they had an entire hour where they wanted nothing but LGBTQIA people to call in and tell them if they were going to stop eating at Chick-fil-A. And out of the 50 people that called and said they were not going to stop getting that fucking chicken, there was only one. And The you- LGBTQ members of my family that... They eat there. So if they eat there, I don't I'm, feel like I should have to give it up. I'm just saying, I, in solidarity, I stand. But look, we can commune over some spicy chicken. And do the little, you know what I'm saying? It's a waffle fries. But the, listen, I stand in solidarity with my lesbian and gay brothers and sisters. Yep. And when y'all stop eating the chicken, then I'll eat Right. I'll stop it when you do. Just let me know. Don't ask me. Let me know when we're not going to eat the chicken and then we'll stop. And God damn it, fuck you, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fucking bigots. <laughs> what was the goddamn pot? Damn it, we were in a good mood. <laughs> Yay, Cracker Barrel. <laughs> yeah, all right. Cheers. Cheers. I love you, girls. <laughs> I love you, too. I'm so drunk. All right. Stay tipsy, my friends. Stay tipsy. Good night. Good night, drunk delegates. See you next week. Or listen to you, hear you next week. Whatever you say. Whatever. Drinking that rest of that. Thanks for listening to Drunk Bitches in Politics. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DBAPpod. If you have questions or suggestions, email us at drunkbpolitics at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. It's the best way to show your support and spread the word.